Welcome to the Shack. With your host, Mike Scott and Samuel My life, my life, my life, my life in the sunshine. Everybody loves the sunshine. Hey, and welcome back to the Shack Podcast. We are on episode three. This is our first episode recording remotely via the interwebs. And we are so glad that you've decided to check us out. Um, as always, what we're going to be doing is just chatting shit for a half hour. We're going to just um, talk about anything and everything. We're going to cover a wide range of topics. And of course, I am joined by my co-host, as always, Samuel Dara. What's the crack, people? Classic, Samuel. Classic. Well, Samuel, any crack? No crack, Micah. Um, got a new phone there a few days ago. Going back to the, nice. the lovely sunny Newcastle in England for some mm. lovely work. Nice, nice. Big work, boy. Oh, top construction worker. Top construction worker. <laughs> Believe it or not, I um I do work in construction. For those who know me, would for those who, for those who know me from McDonald's, yeah, the, the times are changing. Is that where people where most people know you from? Is that what you get recognised for the most? Your time at McDonald's? Yeah, I think I was I had three years in service to the Ronald McDonald. Uh, pretty hard times. I met I met some pretty good people at McDonald's. I have to say so. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, well. Actually, that ties into a question we've got for later on. Oh, fancy! Um, so we'll come, we'll come back to that. Um, any other crack with you? Ah, uh, it's been no crack. Um, obviously, we're recording remotely. Uh, basically, with me going back to work and with the way things are going at the moment, I think remote. I think you guys should be expecting more remote uh, podcasts. I don't even think Mike is actually in the shack. I think Micah is just in his home. No, I'm in the shack, I promise. Oh guys. my God, Mike is promise. in the shack? No, I lie, I'm actually in my house. Yeah. It's too cold for the shack. It's too cold for the shack. I mean, yes, we, we, we did have snow a couple of days ago, which was weird. We did. Did you get we snow? Did. Yeah, we got a bit of snow. Um, I think it was like yesterday or the day before. I swear, so, man, it was, it was weird. It was like the trippiest thing ever. Like, I mean, oh... Uh, I, it was like I went to the shop this morning. I was actually walking to the shop, going, "This is lovely and warm." Debating putting on shorts. Soon as I got into the door, uh, was upstairs playing Halo, and then looked out the window and Jesus, fucking snow, but wasn't good. I know it's weird. Global warming, like here, Greta Thun. Shout out to Greta Thunberg. Greta Thunberg, if you want to sponsor us, hit us up. That's right. We're always open to collabs. Um, have to get her on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's a crazy world we live in. Crazy world we live in. Did you hear this week it was, or maybe last week, I'm not quite sure, um, it was announced that Black Widow, the Marvel superhero movie, would be coming out on Disney Plus at the same time as it is in the cinemas. No. I think that's, yeah, I think that's quite interesting because, like, everyone knows there's been so little movies came out. We're in the middle of a pandemic, cinemas aren't open, 
So they keep pushing back and pushing back and pushing back. I think like the newest James Bond movie that's supposed to come out has been pushed back. And it was already pushed about, back from last year. It's been pushed back five times. There's been like five different release dates on that. Um, but Marvel were trying, Disney trying to hold off um, releasing it um, on Disney Plus because they wanted to... They wanted to try and make as much money as possible, which makes sense because they probably sank millions into it. But now they're doing a a first for them. I'm not sure if it's a world first. I think it, I do think the world first was <laughs> one of the trolls films. <laughs> trolls world tour. That's cinematic masterpiece. Oh, yeah, yeah. That actually, yeah. You know, I mean. Given the current Some say status, that Stanley Kubrick came back from the grave to direct that. You know, it was actually Stan, Stanley Kubrick's original uh, script. They they actually just found it recently. And not for the original Trolls movie, just the sequel. No, the sequel, World Tour. He, he actually... Mm-hmm. He, had a, he wrote the music for it and everything. Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful music in the man. Beautiful stuff. Yeah, no, on, mm. on... Yeah, so... I do think, given that... Given the status of the world at the moment, like in media and stuff like that, there, I do think it could be some time before we do see. I mean, yes, they're saying, oh, yeah, June 21st and all that, there, crack, but I mean, let's face it, not to be negative, it's going to be another way before we get to go into the cinemas normally. But yeah, we've been, bur- we've been burnt before. I mean, I'm not completely opposed to like, you know, like not going to the cinema at the same time. I mean, I, I do like to comfort my own home. I mean, if I need to go to the toilet or oh, get some um, snacks, I can I pause it. it. I miss the cinema. I miss sitting in a big room full of people and all having that shared experience of watching something at the same time. Even if um, they like, like put up like, like time slots at home, like it's like oh, so you can watch this at home at this time. Nah, it's not the it's not the same. That whole you know you're sitting with other people. You know everyone gasps at the same time. Everyone laughs at the same time. You know, like yeah, I think there is really there's something to the cinema experience. Like, it can be bad at times, don't get me wrong, you can have annoying people, you can have people in the way, you can have people talking, but I think there is something to that shared experience. It's kind of like theatre. Um, <clears throat> it's like one of the things that makes it good is that everyone in the audience is on that same journey together yeah. at the same time. Um, and I miss it. And I miss, I also just miss having new movies and stuff come out. And yeah. I'll be excited for whenever it returns, whenever that may be. Um, but speaking of movies, um, we've got a bit of a topic this week. It's the first time we've really had a sort of solid topic, but we're going to talk about movies that make us mad. So movies that, for whatever reason, maybe they were, you thought it was going to be better than it ended up being. Maybe it's flat out just stupid, but movies that really like just make you angry, <clears throat> like stir up something in you. Um, Samuel, I know you've got you've got a you've got two to start us off with. What's your what's your first um, movie that makes you mad? So, uh, people who know us know like we are massive Star Wars fans. Yeah. Um, and I think we've mentioned it. We've probably mentioned it. Um, no, I don't think I don't think have. we have. Well, just no, we did. Th- this we, one's a, for the a record. Large portion of uh, a large portion of our first <laughs> episode was dedicated to us being friends based around Star Wars. Love Star Wars, man. But. It's funny we're talking about Star Wars. Yeah, so uh, there's a poster in my room of Boba Fett, my favorite character. Ooh. But yes, uh, 
I'm not a massive fan of Return of the Jedi. I'm just going to say it. And I, I, yes, it is. It's hard for me to actually get it out of my mouth, but I've came to the conclusion as of, I mean, I said it once when I was drunk and it was captured in video, but no, like, sober. I can't confirm I haven't been drinking. This, uh, this is a pretty sober podcast. Uh, yeah, I'm not a massive fan of Return of the Jedi. Right, and for someone that has no idea what Return of the Jedi is, what about that movie gets your goat? What about that movie just makes you annoyed? I don't even know where to start. Is it... <laughs> a large portion of it is centered around the start of it, like with the whole, oh, let's go to Jabba's Palace. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, look, there's Boba Fett. Yeah, on the screen for about 10 minutes. Uh, dies really... Well, spoiler alert, doesn't actually die, but like back then he was he was dead like he falls into the sarlacc pit uh what else about ewoks that's just i don't even want to go there with ewoks um, right and again samuel for for someone that doesn't know what star wars is describe an ewok if you had to describe an ewok <laughs> to someone that's never seen an ewok do you ever like go to your granny's or grandma's house and like those really old style teddy bears like that could actually like move their arms and legs and stuff it's like one of them wore a balaclava. <laughs> That's close. That's actually really close. And they used like so yeah, they were, of uh, AK-47s. They were, they were essentially uh, little teddy bear guys. But right, so I am a big fan of this movie. I love it. It is so good. I watched it so much growing up. And even now as an adult, when I go back to it, I, I get a lot of joy out of it. I will give you the Boba Fett thing. So he's a character that you're supposed to think is super cool and super badass. And within the first, like... 15 minutes of the movie. Boba Fett. Gets... Where's Boba Fett? Boba Fett. And then he's in... It's like, if, it's like watching Alex Higgins playing fucking put snooker. Literally just pings him straight into the hole. Yeah, he gets knocked in the back and goes flying in a real like comedic fashion. I'll give you... That was kind of crap. Like That's a, a bit of a disappointing way for a character to go out. But I think you're wrong about the Ewoks. I think you're wrong about the space teddy bears. Space teddy bears wasn't needed. No, man, it was good. It was good. It was like, oh, here's these little defenseless people that are like... To sell toys. No, man, it's, it, I think you're wrong. It's sold toys. Well, I mean, we could, argue, we could argue that all of Star Wars is to sell toys, but the whole idea of the Ewoks was, it's like, they're these group of people, they don't have... So Star Wars, there's mad technology and future technology. These guys have, like, sticks and stones and live in tree houses. And it's the idea of an under prepared resistance going up against a more technologically advanced enemy. Um, the gliders and shit. Yeah, but they, it was all like it was all like Stone Age technology. So I hold on, was, Stone Age technology. You don't, no, 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 no. You, you no, don't no, see no, no, no. you don't see Fred Flintstone flying like just jumping off a fucking tree with a fucking plane. Right, if we're gonna bring the flint if we're gonna bring the flintstones into this his telephone was a dinosaur so let's not let's keep the flintstones out of this up but the, actually i was reading the point i'm trying to get to is i was reading an article and essentially what they were saying was that george lucas based this off of the Viet Cong in vietnam <laughs> what and so the whole idea of the Viet Cong is they and it actually makes sense if you think about it so the Viet Cong were a they had way less technology and resources than the US Army and how they famously how they defeated them 
was they knew the land better <laughs> and they had a better. Bro, I'm serious. This is, this is, like this is what George Lucas This is like off. something you'd see in Deadliest Warrior instead of the fucking Spetsnaz fighting the Viet Cong. Stormtroopers first the Viet Cong. No, but it's so Where it's is the this? whole idea of like, <laughs> it's it's the whole idea of this. Um, they're like less advanced, but what what they do is they outmaneuver them and they outthink them. And I think it's kind of cool. And I also think it's fun. It's like, it's yeah, it's weird that they're little teddy bears, but it's like, oh, these are like cute looking, like small wee things. And they end up like taking on the bad guys and winning. And, and to me, that's fun. Do you know the best and... thing? You know what? Despite, yes, the, the, I'm not a big fan of Return of the Jedi, but do you know what the best thing about Return of the Jedi is? Between Yoda... Like Yoda, any scene Yoda's in is just a fucking is the best. Yoda would be my second favorite character, but also the fucking that little space scene. I do like the space scenes. I'll give it that. There, I mean, seeing that fucking super star destroyer like fall into the side off the uh, the Death Star too. That was pretty cool. But it's like I don't know, man. There was just <sighs> it was a very slow film. I think. Nah, I think you're wrong. They spent, I'm gonna, they I'm spent gonna, too long gonna... at the start of it with fucking, oh, here, here's Jabba the Hutt. They spent so long that part of the film, and it's like... No, that was cool. That was cool. We get to see Luke Skywalker in the brand new all-black outfit. He's got a brand new lightsaber. He comes in and saves the day. I want to see that there's film. There's a bit of mystery. I want to see that there's film of... where Luke becomes... Like, I mean, obviously, yes, The Emperor Strikes Back is all, you know, all Luke's trading. I want to see, like, that transition between The Emperor Strikes Back to The Return of the Jedi. That would have been a better film. Cut out all that bullcrap nah. from Jabba's Palace. Him becoming, like, Return of the nah. Jedi. He's returned. He's a Jedi. Oh, my goodness. Not this shit, but fucking, oh, no, Oingo Boingo, Ewok, eight Stormtrooper. No, I want to fucking see that shit. Nah, man. I, uh, I, like, yeah. Anyway, we can talk about this forever, but that that is one of your big movies that winds you up. Nobody will um, ever change my mind on it. I'm just saying. Do you know what? Here's a challenge for the viewers. Uh, change my mind on Return of the Jedi because Micah definitely won't. Nope. <laughs> any films you? Any any films? Uh, I was trying to think about this. Um, do you know what? As a child, like as a kid growing up, there was one movie and it was the first time I ever went to the cinema and f- properly felt annoyed and felt cheated. So there was a kids' movie when we were growing up called Bridge to Terabithia, <laughs> and the whole the whole advertising. So the trailers, the advertising for this movie was that it was this like fantasy adventure, and these two kids go to the woods and they see all these magical creatures, and there's like evil bad guys, and they have to fight them, and it looks really like it's like a kids sort of Lord of the Rings. I think it was pre Narnia. It was like. It was supposed to be this big epic fantasy adventure, and what it actually turns out that movie is depressing as shit. The, yeah, essentially the movie is a metaphor for grief and like someone dying. So there's this little girl, and she moves to this new town, and she befriends this kid, and they're both kind of nerds, and they get bullied in school, and then they go into the forest and play together and imagine things. So first off, the magical creatures aren't magical; it's all just their imagination. Then. The biggest plot point of the movie is that this little girl dies on a bridge that they made together. She falls off this bridge into a river and dies. And then the rest of the movie is just the 
the guy, the little boy, like coming to terms with the fact that his best friend died in the forest on a bridge that they were playing on. <laughs> and another thing, I'm pretty sure Nickelodeon had something to do with this movie. Like, if, if my memory serves me correct, I think it was like a Nickelodeon Studios movie. Dan Schneider, what kind it? of kid? What kind of kid wants to go and watch like this metaphor for grief? And it was, so, I just remember it being so depressing. And like there was so little fun and adventure in it, and it and the advertisements made it look so cool. And I just remember being like, I, I wasn't very old; like I must have been like around ten. And I was just raging. I was in the car home. I was like, that was the worst movie ever. It was so bad. Do you know what it's just the visual like, equivalent of? What? Do you ever see the Green Giant? Like do you know, like when you like the whole advertising slogan, Green Giant Sweet Corn. If you eat, if you eat Green Giant, you'll become a giant. Mind that advert? Two wee kids. If you eat, if you eat carrots, will you become orange? Yep. If you eat, I can't even. They were just eating like random vegetables and like saying, "I'll give you superpowers." And then like they're like, "Did you believe that as a kid?" I fucking yeah. They were fucking eating sweet corn, and they're like, "If you eat, what's this?" And the mum goes, "It's green giant sweet corn." And the kids are like, "Fuck yeah, we're gonna be giants." I thought, "Fuck yeah, that that's that's that, that's the." Instead of becoming the giant, you just don't digest it, and you have like little yellow bits in your turd. It's pretty shit. That's gr- it's it's That's it's grim, grim but it, it is a comparison. But yeah, it's one of them films. You know what? I had I didn't see it until like fairly recently. I think it was the last year I watched it for the first time. And uh, Sammy Joe, the girlfriend, she was she was talking about it, but like she she didn't mention that one point. Like she was like she was like telling me, oh it's like fucking the Spiderwick Chronicles or it's like you know something like that where they go on an adventure. I was like, I was expecting that. We were literally, I remember yeah. literally sitting watching this child die and I said go what the fuck did you put on? You might as well just put on Marley and me. It's so weird and I think it's even weirder that it's a kids movie. Like Christ, I think it's one of them. Just odd. I don't know. I I don't yeah. know what. I mean, yes, it's got a valid point. Oh, you know, grief is so sort of deal with it. And, but it's like, don't don't advertise this to kids straight away. Maybe, yeah, and maybe don't try and explain grief to children in a feature film. Like, maybe maybe it's more of a nuanced thing than, like, an hour and a half movie where two kids play in a forest. Like, uh, it just, it made me mad as a child, and I just remembered it, and I feel angry. Like, it's brought that back up. So, a lot of childhood yeah. anger, man. A lot of childhood anger. Over... I think, you know, do you reckon <laughs> would it be used like <laughs> the same mind last week we were talk- or the week before maybe where we were talking about uh, English literature and stuff. The catcher and the rye was sort of like, oh, the kids but are the guys nihilistic or something like that there. Like, what if like this film's used as a case study? It's like, oh... Uh... At least that kid went on an adventure around New York in the catcher in the right. Like he like actually did stuff. This was all just like they played in the back garden and had some imagination times and then the little girl died on a bridge. Can I ask a question though about the film? Yeah, so <laughs> the way they use like the you have all those fellow like all those books, Catcher in the Rye, and there's always like some like there's uh that the characters are nihilistic or something like that there. Do you reckon would this film be used as a case study? It's like uh, so what is represented through what does the bridge of Tarabithia represent shit like that there like yeah. really like you know in-depth questions oh man I'd hate that I think that would make would have made me hate school even more can I ask one question about the bridge yes did, did they finish the bridge 
I think that's the end of the movie is him and his like dad or some shit like hang out and make the bridge. I wonder like <laughs> in an alternate universe, is there like one about the twelfth or the eleventh night? The the bonfire to Sandy Row. It's about these two childhood friends and they're building a bonfire together, you know, and then all of a sudden one of them falls on top of it. The rest of the eleventh night's just the other child going. And he put the flag on top. God. I should have put the flag That's on top. So grim. Whilst any other whilst I was on the topic of like uh, obviously I talked about the land from Northern Ireland and stuff. Bringing it back to the fact that we are from we're both from Northern Ireland. <laughs> have you ever seen it was on Netflix? Have you ever seen The Foreigner? The Foreigner. The Foreigner. No, I've heard of it, so it's a Jackie Chan <laughs> film. Yeah. I think it's a Netflix original. It's a Netflix original, which basically to, to break it down shortly, it's Jackie Chan fighting the IRA. Because and who signed off on this is my I thing. It's like who know. thought this was a good idea? Like, do you know what though? Like, it's I think it actually did really well in IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. I can't remember. I can't. I can't actually confirm that because I've no laptop or nothing close by to actually research this. But yeah, I mean, I feel right. So. It's one of them things, like, people who are not from Northern Ireland looking in going, oh my god, Northern Ireland's a war zone. Let's just get Jackie Chan there fighting. See if you're from here and you're watching that. It's like... Jackie Chan could have solved the troubles. He, fuck Bono. If he, wasn't making, <laughs> if, he, if he wasn't making movies, he could have just came over and sorted it out. Oh, man. The funny thing as well is, right, so I don't know if you've noticed this, but The Foreigner was essentially a bit of a... Maybe not a rip off, but it was a bit of a take on taken. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, and Liam Neeson, where's he from? He's from here. He's from here. So in in their heads, do you think they were like in the boardroom when they were making that movie? They're like, right, Jackie Chan has to fight some kind of terrorists. Where should they be from? And on the whiteboard, they already have like Liam Neeson <laughs> and Taken and like all these ideas, and they're like, what should it be? What should it be? And then they get oh, the IRA. That's great. We'll go for it. <laughs> it's like, uh, and it's like it's not. It's not even like this is old history. Like this shit was going on in the nineties. It's still like, a very, it's, it's a fairly recent thing. It's, it's still a, happening. It yeah. still happens. Yeah, but and they're just uh, like, I sure will just make a Jackie of all actors as well. Like most of Jackie Chan's films in the like previous to this were comedies. Like, a lot of the films he were in, like, there's one where he's, like, a, a ninja babysitter. There's, like, do you know what I mean? They're all, like, fairly funny and lighthearted, and they're like, right, what's the next move for his career? Did he not play Mr. Miyagi in the most recent uh, Karate Kid adaptation? I don't think he was called... He Mi- did, with Jaden Smith. I don't think he was called Mr. Miyagi, because Mr. Miyagi was Japanese. He's, I know he, it's actually set in China, the new one. I can't remember. I, I, I don't know. Mr. Bro, Han. Mr. I, Han, yeah. that's what he's called. Yeah, he plays the, he plays the master, like, the... The karate oh, but Jackie Chan is Jaden cool Smith. as fuck. But I just I could never like I don't know who had as you said it was like I couldn't picture Jackie Chan running about New Lodge like <laughs> running away from Bally Club of Men. <laughs> you know, like, what's... Yeah, it's a uh, it's a disaster. Film, it's another case of this. But the film. Go ahead. I feel like the problem that like look like, me being from here, us being from here, we're watching this film. We're going, what the fuck. But it is actually a really good film if you can separate the fact that it's Jackie Chan fighting, not, sorry, <laughs> Pierce Brosnan's character. Pierce Brosnan is playing... Is he in Pierce it? Brosnan plays uh, a guy... Right, so 
obviously they couldn't like use proper politicians. So the character Pierce Brosnan was playing down to looks was meant to be Jerry Adams, but he wasn't called Jerry Adams. He's called Liam Hennessy. Liam Hennessy. Liam Hennessy. And Liam Hennessy is is the leader of this, you know, paramilitary in in this fictional do, do they na- in this fictional story. Do they name do they name drop the IRA or is it just I like... think they do name drop the IRA because um Really? I think it's not even like non specific Irish terrorist paramilitary. I don't know if it's, it's like, like actual IRA or if they're called like something different, but it is loosely based on the IRA. But Ugh. it is such Oh man, do you know what? If you actually watch the film, it's a great film, but the accents are horrendous. But <laughs> uh. but it's like literally like I feel that prob- the problem is with things that come from here. Our accent is obviously too strong or too fast to understand. So like people from here here are acting, it's like they try and slow it down, and it just sounds like this here. So it does. So it is. Oh, uh, this is like that. G- I don't know if we talked about this already, but that Jimmy Nesbitt um, Bloodlands TV show. There's been a murder. Bloodlands. There's been a murder at the Harland and Wolf. The funniest bit that in the trailer for that show, there's a scene, and it's dead serious. It's not supposed to be funny, but I burst out <laughs> laughing. Jimmy Nesbitt, unironically, just goes, "It's personal. He murdered my wife," and it's like, oh lad, like. It's as if someone was trying to make a parody of like a cop show where it's like, "No, I must take this case." It's like the sh- it's like that Shane Todd video. My wife. It's like that Shane Todd video, definitely. Or, or it's like um, McBean from The Simpsons. It's like just, <laughs> it's like, it's just ridiculous. But yeah, uh, like no. So the whole in a quick plot, the whole the reason why Jackie Chan, the reason why he comes to the. Uh, Ireland, Northern Ireland. Um, his daughter. So he's living in London with his wife and his daughter. And I think his daughter is like, he's like dropping his daughter off somewhere in London. And the IRA put a car bomb. Typical IRA. <laughs> um, there was a car bomb that went off and it killed his daughter. So Jackie Chan's furious and he find, he sees it on the news and he he sees Liam Hennessy speaking. And yeah, he goes to his he, he goes to his office in Belfast, and he's looking the name of the bomber and a lot there. But there's this really cool scene where like the guy Pierce Brosnan's character is all like, "Nah, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about, Mister." And then the next minute, Jackie Chan they just straight up makes a fucking bomb in the bathroom and rings him back, going, "I want the names." So Jackie Chan's character is basically interrogating Pierce Brosnan's character through this whole film, but it's. It's it's got a good few twists in there. It's a really good film. So if you guys definitely check out the foreigner on Netflix, but or don't, or don't yeah, <laughs> we're not being paid to say that. I'm I'm just giving my genuine. Oh, it makes me mad because it's like every film from here is all like, oh, Discover NA. The show they have to show every single fucking like thing we have. Here's a Titanic quarter. There's the two big yellow cranes. Oh, look, the giant's causeway. Imagine if they filmed this down in Tyrone. <laughs> Just be filmed. Jackie Chan looking, looking. An empty, empty town squares <laughs> with no one in them and no shops. Jackie Chan on the hill of the O'Neill looking for Pierce Brosnan. He's in Dungan and Tesco's. Uh, shall we get into some questions? Yes, um, this week. 
so this week we're going to try and implement because obviously it's not ideal for both of us at the moment to be recording um, remotely. We would rather be recording together because we obviously, yes, we do have a, ble- a better flow when we're working together. But hey, it's this is a new one for us. So yeah, again, guys, we just want to, before we start into questions, we just want to thank you all for listening. It's we've had some really good, we've had a, a pretty good response, I would say. Yeah. yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, so a new segment we want to do, like, obviously, we're trying to put more structure into these podcasts. We're going to have some more, like, you know, topics for each week. Just we're, we're, we're kind of about to see what works for you guys. But questions, we have we're going to have a question segment at the end of our podcast, so I will put those up. We'll put the questions up, or we'll put the wee link up, or whatever, like a wee question box on our personal Instagrams, our Facebooks. And even the Shaq official page on Instagram. But this week, yeah, yeah. so. <clears throat> yeah, so let's jump into questions. Let's get into it. So our first question comes from friend of the podcast, Owen Falker. Um, and he asked us for our track of the week. So a song that we've been feeling this week. What about, do you have one, Samuel? Uh, track of the week, track of the week. I'll let you answer that first. I'm trying to actually, like, in my and yeah, I have yeah. to think about think so. About um, here. for me, uh, it would be um, I discovered an artist called Isaiah Dreads, um, who is a an English rapper, um, and I had never came across his stuff before, and I don't know how I did. I think it was just like a random Spotify thing, and yeah, he's a song called "I Don't Wanna" on his um album No Ego, and it was really cool. Um, it's not your typical, like, he's not just rapping about, like, shanking people and stuff and, like, running around in the streets. And it's a bit more nuanced, and I appreciate that. So, I, yeah, I don't want to buy Isaiah Dreads would be my track of the week. Fair enough, fair enough. I don't think I've actually heard that one, so you could definitely link it to me after. I'll check it out myself. Um, What about you, Samuel? Any tra- track of the week? It wouldn't be, like, anything really new about... I wouldn't say it's a track of the week. I've heard it once or twice. I've really been liking Justin Bieber's new song. It's pretty cool. Oh, no. I don't know the name of it. I just heard it a few times on the radio in the car. So it's pretty cool. Um, that new Rag and Bone Man song is pretty cool. I've been I've been digging it. Cool. I haven't heard it. Uh, um... I can't remember the name of it right now, <laughs> which is not really helpful to anybody. Um, if I can name a song that I have been listening to that isn't new. Uh... Yeah, of course. King, I mean, my song wasn't new. King Cruel, very, very big fan of King Cruel. He, I was meant to go see him last year, obviously with COVID. He announced he was cancelling his UK tour, obviously due to COVID. But but when I heard that news, it was pretty sad. But it also sparked me listening to him again. So, um, his song Comet Face or Cellular, those are pretty. Oh. I would I would dig with those. Like so, tracks of the week. Tracks of the week. Nice. Um. Cool. Yeah. Um. So, do you have? Also, we've got a question in here from our friend Finn Devlin. What is your favorite type of bird, Samuel? Your favorite type of bird. <laughs> um, I like herons, like all those big fishing birds that just like swoop down. Yeah, big, yeah, yeah. They've got like a wee bit of a mohawk going on. They're just sort of vibing at the river, and the next minute they're Pretty fucking yeah, getting fish. Pretty cool. Nice. I also like pigeons. Nice. I think pigeons are pretty cool. They're pretty chill. Oh, I can't stand pigeons. Oh, man. man no, they're, they're just trying their best. I hate pigeons. People think no, they're there's vermin. too many of them. People think they're, they vermin. Are, they're, they're dirty. vermin. Uh, 
Do you know what oh, it is? Yeah, see, see when I lived in Belfast, pigeons were like a natural thing. You see them all the time. See, see up here, man. See when I say a pigeon, it's like a fucking like. Man, this is why you don't mind them. Honor. I spent three years in Liverpool, where everywhere pigeons, 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 and seagulls can't get away from them. And seagull. I once saw a seagull eat a pigeon. Hey man, seagulls can intense. seagulls can eat fucking. There was a whole thing. People like talk about calling the seagulls and all that. There, like, I'll not go into that, but. There was a whole thing about fucking seagulls eating chihuahuas and shit. Somebody's chihuahua went missing and it was something about the, ch- the seagull trying to eat it. My favorite mm-hmm. bird. So herons, herons are pigeons. Or penguins. Penguins are cool. What about you? Um, I don't know. I don't know if I have a favorite bird. I like um, I like a robin. Just we, a, a, nice week, a week Christmas bird. robin. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's funny. Um, and an interesting thing about robins, I don't know if you're aware of this, Samuel, but in Northern Ireland, so if you're not from Northern Ireland, you might not know this, or maybe if you are, you might not know this, but there's a superstition that, um, like if you see a robin loads, it's like a dead relative. So like people will dead ass be like, oh, I saw that wee robin again today. That's your granddad Joey. That's, that's your, that's your aunt Eileen. And. Oh, shit. Oh, look at him. He's watching us. He's, he's watching us. And it's like, it, people genuinely believe oh, in it. Man. It's the weirdest thing. It's... it's just one of those weird, like, country superstitions. Where, like, but it's... you come from a country like we do, where it's, like, pretty rural and, like, a bit... <laughs> Robins don't have a very... A bit backwards. Robins have a really short lifespan. People just have... But people over here just have weird superstitions. And that's, uh, that tends to be one Oh, of do you see that cone? You do, you do not pick that cone up. That belongs to the Banshee. <laughs> uh, oh, country um, stuff. But yeah, no, robins. Are cool. Yeah, I like robins. I can fuck with robins. Yeah. Um. Another question we've got is from our good friend Zach. Um. Oh, this is he is Zach, the other half of his fixium, my band. We have going on me and Zach's yeah. band. It's pretty cool. Hello, Zach. Yes. So, um, kind of tied into what we were talking about. Um, but the other end of it, Zach asks us what our favourite underrated film is. So a film that maybe doesn't get the, the hype it deserves. Um, do you have one, Samuel? Wes Anderson's Resident Evil films. Apart mm-hmm. apart from the last three. Cool. I love so, those films. How many of them are there? I think there's six. I think there's six. Wow. Resident Evil 1, Resident Evil apocalypse resident evil extinction afterlife retribution and then the final chapter yeah there's six of them there's six of them that's a lot that's a lot but, but three of them are good depend the, depend the best well i i'm a big fan of nemesis from the resident evil game so apocalypse it's good nemesis it's good fucking it's good everything you want in a resident evil film cool. apart from like some of the major characters in the actual film in the actual games but i think wes anderson like he really tried hard with those with those films. Apart from the last ones, the last ones are just for cash grabs. But I love those films. Yeah. I will defend them. Apart from the last three. Nice. What about you? Um, for me, underrated film. Um, bit of an odd one, but actually inspired by a meme I saw today. Um, have you ever seen Treasure Planet? It's an animated film from when we were kids. It's like I can't remember. 2004 it. sort of era. It was like, so it's 
Treasure Island classic story. Um, it's a book. It's been adapted a million times. But what Disney did was they made it into Treasure Planet. So it's like they have like spaceships, but they're literally like big pirate boats. Okay, space pirates. And there's like loads of different aliens, and like it's just a really fun, cool adventure. And the art's really sick. And yeah, I saw that today. I saw a picture of it, and I was like, oh man, I remember that. And I think it's one of those ones that probably doesn't get remembered very much but is i'm a big fan is that the one with the same it's got the same animation style as um iron giant and uh, atlantis yes oh yes. Yeah. so atlantis would be another one that atlantis similar vibes of under kids movie but it's just so good so we have a before our final question we have a comment in from one of our friends samuel do you want to read it out for us uh tristan blevins good good friend of us in the podcast uh tristan just he, it's not a question he just wants us he just decided to let me know randomly that did you know I wallace and gromit are from wallace wigan and gromit are from wigan and more importantly i don't think i care <laughs> i know that sounds harsh but i couldn't even tell you where wigan's for where, where where is yeah, wigan in england, in england? In is it england i think but I like I, oh. I, I don't know it. I think maybe Peter Kay's from Wigan, but that might not even be correct. It was Is Peter Kay not from Collins? Yeah. Um, oh right. You know what? I could never figure that out. I always like thought Peter Kay was from here. Well, like, he's got like a real. Was like, oh yeah, real Peter Kay's in Collins accent. But that, that that's why I couldn't like decide. I was like, but hey, why did he say like that? Could you imagine Peter Kay if he said, could you imagine if he was from here? <laughs> Flat Garlic screen bread, TV. Man. Garlic bread. Garlic bread. No, it's, he wouldn't say garlic bread. It's in Veta. Vita. Buttered Vita Veta. Buttered, buttered Wheaton. Um, yeah, so guys, Wallace uh, and Gromit is and from that, so Wigan. You have to know that too. Um, and finally, our final question of the week. Is comes from friend of the podcast, Rachel Cassidy. Rachel asks us what our experience is in working in the food industry, and this is quite this is quite an interesting one because me and Rachel <laughs> um, last summer actually worked in the same deli, like hot food counter, in a small shop, and it was one of the most hellish experiences of both of our lives. Um, like it was a nightmare. Um, I was shown how to cut a pepper uh, four times because apparently I was wasting like two centimeters worth of of like pepper, and that was was costing profits and stuff like that. Um, like you you'd like spend ages sweeping and mopping, and you'd stay late for work, and you you know you'd be finishing like an hour late, and then the boss would come and she'd be like, "Did you mop that floor? Did you brush that floor?" and uh it was just an absolute nightmare it was like there was yeah it was like you could just never do enough and there was like it was just insane and like i will say this there was some nice customers that were like really funny like there was this wee old lady that came in every day and without fail every day she came in and bought two sausages to feed her dog she's like (laughs) <laughs> just 
that's a that's a pretty normal thing though. Like I, I, I it was just funny. It was like normal. our daily routine was to come in, chat to us, get two sausages for the dog, and head on. Um, but yeah, and there was also like a big walk-in freezer, and I'm not sure if anyone's aware of this, but the real use of those big walk-in freezers is actually so you can go in there and just scream into the abyss and let out all your all your frustrations. I think that because I, my God. It's a think, it's a stressful, thankless job where you're like flat out working for hours on your feet, doing loads, and it was just oh, always something wrong. So I think those freezers, I think their their suggested use is for freezing food, but yeah. their intended use is that's what I used it the most for. Um, uh, yeah, man, and you you had mentioned killer. earlier in the podcast, at the start of the episode, that you had worked in McDonald's. Any any thoughts on your Macca's days? So, <laughs> working for McDonald's, yeah. Um, do you know what? Food retail's hard. I tip my hat to anybody. I'll tip my fedora tip your, to anybody who works in food retail and has, like... <laughs> oh, man. Food retail, it's, it's not for everybody. I feel, like, like honestly, big, res- mad respect to anyone that is stayed in like a job working in a restaurant or in a fast food i think fast food especially is like just notoriously tough to work for and uh yeah so fair play if you've if you stuck that out and you're still there i have like everybody's like yes the whole common misconception is all people who work at mcdonald's are all stupid no no they're not yes there's times when I was working, I made ridiculous mistakes. But at the end of the day, if you go back to the counter or you go back around and say, look, this was wrong, they are going to fix it for you. They're not going to like say, oh, no, eh, no, no, no. But if you're going to come around and make our lives hell, we'll make your, like, well, we can't do nothing because we have to take it. And that's the worst thing about it. Um, McDonald's especially. I'm not even going to name the specific fucking, you know what, don't get a McDonald's. I'm just going to name drop it. Wow. It's not even that the place was bad to work for. It was just the customers, man. The customers were so rude for a reason. I could tell you a plethora. I have a whole plethora of stories about like working there. Um, some very rude people. I'll never forget the time that there was a lady came in. And um, yeah. So this, yeah, everybody likes their food fresh. I understand that. McDonald's, yes. If you if you do ask for fresh fries, they're going to give you fresh fries. If you if, if you make it, you know, if you specifically say, "Look, I really need fresh fries," okay, we're going they're going to make you fresh chips. But this lady used to come in and she's, "I want my chips hot." So I used to always put a basket of chips down for her because if I seen her come in, I used to know. I says, "Yep, there's a basket down for you." There's one day she came up and she goes, "These chips are freezing," and I says, "They were only dropped as you came in." Yes, they were. They were. They were lovely and they were warm, but they weren't hot. Well, it's like I can literally see the oil dripping what off them. What can you do? I probably shouldn't have served that. I probably shouldn't have served them. But hey, she was going to complain anyway. Um, yeah, and then there's people just being ready to drive through. Uh, see if you're going in the drive through and the person beside you in the car. Like if you're driving the car and the person beside you is ordering, don't do that. Just just read. Just call out their order. You can't hear shit on them fucking Fair things. Play. Fair play. I used to get abused for <laughs> I had a name tag that said Sammy instead of Samuel. People were like, oh, Sammy. <laughs> I was like, oh, thanks. Don't know 
slagging people for their name is a thing, which is cool. So that's, uh, that's your experience yeah. with working in, in food? I had a guy, I had a guy ask me for fizzy milk once. That's incredible. I, thought, I don't uh, even uh, want to know what fizzy <laughs> milk would taste like. This older gentleman came through the drive-thru. And Did he mean a milkshake? He came up to the thing and... I, I, I don't, I, that, that's what I mean. That's, that's what I thought he was ordering. He goes, hello, hello, clever fizzy milk. And I started laughing. And I just come on around to the next window because I thought he was just taking the piss because I couldn't. I, I, I just played it off. Going, oh, I can't hear you. Right, come on around to the next window. I'm sitting trying to laugh. Going, what's this man ordering like? And I thought he was joking. And he came around to the window, fully being serious. Can I have a fizzy milk? And I'm sitting going, like, do you mean like a frappe or like a milkshake or something, sir? And he goes, no, like the milk you get in the tin. And I don't know if it was a thing in the past. I don't, I don't ever think you get milk That's in the tin, like, but. <laughs> like the guy was looking fizzy milk, and he was like, he wasn't taking the piss because I mean, like, I don't know how you get home straight. Away. He, if he was taking the piss, he really fucking convinced me. But it was just him in the car by himself. It was a like, typical pensioner yeah. car, not to be stereotypical. <laughs> mental, <laughs> mental. Not, I, I doubt we have like, I doubt we have like you know many car homes listen to this here. Like, but if it is, hello. But yeah, what's fizzy milk? And. Um, <laughs> So yeah, guys, that that was our questions we've had. Any questions that are that are still on that status I put up will be rolled into our next episode. I'll not be asking questions. I think there's more than enough for for next week or next episode. Um, again, guys, thank you for the support you guys have been showing us. We are blown away by the response. Um, hopefully, we can record an episode in the actual the shack because we are the shack podcast. But for now, this is this is going to have to do. Um, again, guys, I can't thank you guys enough for listening to this here. Uh, keep sharing us. You know, follow the social medias. It, it really helps a lot. 